It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With big name starting pitchers coming off the board, what moves does Nick Crawl need to make to bolster the Reds rotation? We're going to discuss that on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction to this team into information for you. I want to thank you for making Locked On Reds part of your day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. On today's podcast, we're going to look at the free agent starting pitcher market that got a little bit smaller. The, the options got a little bit less af, uh, after Sonny Gray chose the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday. We are going to look at uh, Mark Sheldon's report about that deal that the Reds were uh, involved in trying to get Sonny Gray back to Cincinnati. Plus, a, a another part of his report for a player that the Reds are in on. And then we are going to look at all of this because there are options for the Reds to go get starting pitching. What is the most attractive option? Where do we rank the different moves that the Reds could make to bring in a starting pitcher? That is what we will cover on today's Locked On Reds podcast. And Steve, where we will start is the fact that Sonny Gray went to the St. Louis Cardinals but according to Mark Sheldon, before he chose the Dirty Birds, the Reds were making him an offer. You know, first of all, him going to the Cardinals just wounds me in a number of ways. It's the freaking Cardinals. Um, uh, anywhere else, I would have been like, ah, it would have been nice to have him. But having him come in division and to St. Louis, uh, that sucks. There's no better way to put that or a more articulate way to put Agreed. that. Agreed, yeah. Terrible. It's terrible. Uh, here's what we know. We know that it's going to be a three-year, $75 million deal. That puts Sunny Range right in the price range that you and I talked about where I said I felt like $25 million for a starting pitcher was within the Reds' ability. Uh, I feel like they were probably close on money, but knowing how the Reds do things, and again, this is just pure speculation, but if they were in and thought they were close to having a deal, my guess is they were probably very similar in money, $25 million per, but the way that the Reds like to operate, it was probably a two-year contract with a third-year option or, or escalators that would kick in a third year, some kind of thing that put a caveat on that third year and i bet that's what ultimately cost them sunny gray it's just the way that the reds like to structure contracts uh but it does tell us that we were right in the way of thinking about what they could spend which now opens up the realm of possibilities for what they might do moving forward correct and and this is something that is very important here because i think we we, we have been conditioned as reds fans to to feel as though, sure, we could go get these big priced free agents, but the Reds aren't really going to try that hard to do it because they're not want to spend money. They don't want to sign the big check for the guy. I don't think that's the case here. I just think that the guaranteed terms, I agree with you. I think the guaranteed terms that the Cardinals offered 
were more lucrative than the guaranteed terms that the Reds offered. And that's what it's all about. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're talking about baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever it is, guaranteed contracts are what players are searching for. And as, as much as it stings and that he goes to a rival at the end of the day, that's what they're going for because they only have a finite number of years to play this game. So when you get guaranteed money, you don't worry about going to the rival of a former team or something like that. And as much as it stings that he picks the Cardinals over the Reds, I don't think this was a situation where he's looking at this and saying, well, yes, I like the Cardinal way more than the Reds way. But yeah, the, the deal would have been nice for the Reds three years, 20, $25 million per. And it's for a guy who just turned 34 years old. I mean, the Sonny Gray is not the 30 year old pitcher that the Reds traded for from the Yankees anymore, but he did just have a good year. The one cause that I would say for pause, and we're not going to do this thing where we break down the deal and and talk about how bad it was for the Cardinals because of this, that, and the other, there are many statistics where you can point to, to make something sound good or bad. We do it all the time, but there was one thing that I did note from Sonny Gray's performance last year. And that was, he had a very lucky, a very unsustainably lucky homer to fly ball ratio. His one of the biggest uh, proponents for going and getting Sonny Gray was his ability to limit homers last season. But that was all because only 5% of the fly balls he allowed last year turned into home runs. League average is more around 11 or 12%. So you can see that coming up. You can see that affecting the rest of his statistics. But overall, I mean, Sonny Gray is a good get for the Cardinals, and it stings that, you know, he chooses them over the Reds. Well, it, it does. And, I mean, you're right in that there and, – and we're not going to do this, where we can go find things to construct a narrative that yeah. basically lands us with, we didn't want him anyway. No, we wanted him. He would have been an upgrade for the Reds. Uh, he would have been nice to have in the rotation. And he certainly right now here in November, Jeff, and I think you may have said this on yesterday's show, he makes the Cardinals better right now than the Reds on paper. He he upgrades them. And, you know, now is a question of what the Reds do in response because uh, clearly moves need to be made. There And there are plenty of options out there, whether you're looking at the free agent list, there's lots of, uh, really big name pitchers that are on the trade market. Uh, and I found this intriguing and we're definitely going to talk about this here in a little bit, but on the report that Mark Sheldon had, it was, it was a tweet, uh, really than a report. And I'm sure he's going to write more about it, but, uh, he said that the reds are very interested in Tyler glass now from the rays who the rays are looking to trade. Uh, we'll talk about that in more de- detail here in a minute, but this tells me because Tyler glass now is under contract for next year. His contract is 25 million. The reds are not worried about AAV, the average annual value. They're not worried about the price tag. And I go back to this and I still had this in the hopper. So let's, let's throw this up there for the YouTube crowd. But the, the graphic that I made about the money that the reds really only have guaranteed this coming season, even if you look at the the dead money and all this other stuff, and, and you look at arbitration salaries that they could be had, and this even includes Nick Senzel, which that now is $3 million less than $46 million, but the Reds have around $46 million that they have already spent 
if you include arbitration money and all that stuff, which goes back to our point that they have probably 40, $50 million, something around there to spend on free agents and things like that or, or trades. So the money is not an option or the money's not an, uh, an obstacle here where it has been in years past. And the report that Mark Sheldon had just proves that. And league average payroll, 119 110 million somewhere in that neighborhood right that like, would mean they have 70 million to spend yeah and i don't and i don't ah. think they'll get to i don't think they'll get to, to league average i don't think they'll make that big of a jump this year but you know before where i would have been like oh 30 or 40 million seems like a lot for this team to spend uh this ownership group to spend uh 40 even 50 million dollars still keeps them under 100 million dollars and really lets them upgrade this team. And I, and I really feel like that falls in everybody's sweet spot. It falls in the sweet spot of the ownership that don't want to spend beyond the $100 million mark, which really is what that feels like from them. Anytime the Reg approach that, woe is me, wringing of hands. I think it's sweaty. Oh, yeah. what are we going <laughs> to do? Um, so it keeps it there. But it also allows for tremendous investment in the team this offseason. And, and I think you're right. I think the, the actual numbers as far as, as annual value of the contract, you know, 25 million for Sonny Gray, I, I suspect they didn't bat their eyes at that at all. What it's really going to boil down to as they move forward, whether it's going out and trading for somebody that they try and sign an extension on, whether it's uh, signing a direct free agent, everything's going to boil down to number of years. I, I think that that is probably where the ownership group in the front office will get more skittish than anywhere else is when we're talking about how many years are we going to guarantee this guy for, you know, are we going to give a 34, 35 year old pitcher a three year deal, keeping them around here until they're, you know, 37, 38 years old. That, that seems to me where the most problems come in for the front office. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because coming up uh, a little bit later in the show, Jeff, we're going to talk about uh, some potential players that the Reds could target that, you know, if you had told me six months ago we would be having a, a realistic conversation about signing these guys, I'd have, I'd have laughed. But given everything we know now, uh, there aren't very many guys in the free agent pool that you can just out of hand dismiss based on the value of their contracts. Exactly. And that is why it's so exciting this offseason because there are plenty of options for the Reds to go get. All right, with the reports of the Reds being in on Sunny Gray came the report that you mentioned that the Reds are going or are, are at least interested in going after Tyler Glasnow. Is Tyler Glasnow a fit in Cincinnati? Well, we're going to answer that coming up next. Before I get into that, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can score often this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads to player props to Jeff's personal favorite, the overs. Well, you can take the under too, but he never does that. The over-unders and so much more. So many ways to play, so many ways to win over at FanDuel. You can also combine prop bets on a game into a single game parlay for even more fun. FanDuel has World Series odds posted for next year and the Reds. 
are behind the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Cubs. Uh, some of that uh, may be because the Reds haven't done anything yet, but moves are coming right now. Cincy is 47 to 1 to win the World Series next year. Uh, you might want to get in on that before the line moves because as the Reds make moves, that line will move. And I'm a firm believer the Reds are going to make a move. You can also bet on the Bengals for the money line using your first bet. Um, yeah. I don't know about the Bengals for your first money line bet, but that's totally up to you. Proceed with caution. Uh, it's not a great time over at Paycor right now. But you want to have a great time, head to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your betting on the NFL season today. FanDuel is an official partner of the National Football League. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Jeff, we name dropped this guy a few times there in the first segment uh, because this news came from Mark Sheldon. And, and let's let's dial in on that for just a second. Mark Sheldon's the one that's reported both uh, that the Reds were in on Sonny Gray uh, and that were, you know, significantly in on Sonny Gray, feeling like they were close. And they uh, Sheldon's also reporting that the Reds have interest in Tyler Glasnow. Here's what I know. The Cincinnati Reds leak absolutely nothing that they don't want to be leaked. So for Sheldon to put out stuff, quoting a source tells me that he crawl probably called him into the office and said, here's what's going on. Um, right. that, that, that was not sneakily obtained information from the Cincinnati Reds. They wanted that out there. Uh, so I've seen the naysayers that question still this front office and this believability and questioning whether or not the Reds are just going to say they were in on everybody that signed someplace else and that they were just this close. Uh, I don't know, but I believe they were in on Sonny Gray. I believe that. It makes sense. He was a good fit. Uh, he has a good history with Derek Johnson. It makes sense to me that they were in. The money makes sense to me that they were close. Uh, so, so I believe this. And if I'm going to believe that the Reds were in on Sonny Gray, and I do, then the second half of this tweet, I am inclined to believe as well which is that the Reds have interest in bringing Tyler Glasnow over from Tampa. Yeah, and I kind of love this. Now, there's some interesting reasons to be a little bit, maybe need some tums when you really consider what this move might look like for the Reds. Tyler Glasnow has been statistically an awesome pitcher, but the one area that I have a little bit of concern with is the durability. He has never pitched more than 21 games as a Tampa Bay Ray, and those 21 starts came last season. In fact, the two years before that, he didn't even eclipse 15 starts. In 2022, he only made two starts. In 2021, 14. 2020, of course, a shortened season, but he only made 11 starts. And then in 2019, he only made 12 starts, and that was his first full year after the Rays acquired him from the Pirates. So overall the numbers that you have seen him put up the strikeouts. He has amazing strikeout numbers, just really, really good at getting people to swing and miss. He is very good at limiting walks, which is key for a Reds pitching staff that kind of is prone to allow a walk here and there, which means that his whip his walks plus hits per innings pitch is a very tidy number, very exciting number to see. So all of that tells me he would be the Reds ace. Should they acquire him? But 
the caveat with that, because I have talked about it, I predicted on yesterday's podcast that the Reds would go trade for Dylan Cease. That would cost more because of the durability and because of the fact that Dylan Cease doesn't cost $25 million a year and he has multiple years of control. Tyler Glasnow, one year of control, $25 million. This trade package would not be as expensive as it would be to get Dylan C's. No, and, and listen, I like Glasnow. I think that he would be an upgrade to the Reds yes. rotation right now. Even with, let's just say he can repeat and go 20, 21 starts, 110 to 125 innings, which seems to be the range. Even if you go back further in his career, when the Pirates used him as a reliever, uh, he made it into he made it into 45 games in the 2018 season, and that was split between Pittsburgh and Tampa. In those 45 games, still 111 innings. So I think the innings, that's kind of his sweet spot, I think, in what his arm is able to carry load-wise. But his stats, Jeff, in those innings, uh, you mentioned the fact that he really doesn't walk people. For three consecutive years, his walks per nine inning has been under three walks per nine inning. Here's where it gets better. You couple that with his strikeouts per nine inning. His strikeouts per nine inning for those same three-year period has been better than 12. If you go back one more year in that shortened 2020 ridiculousness season, if you want to look at those stats, during that mini season, his strikeout per nine was 14.3 strikeouts per nine innings. So the guy can get hitters out. Uh, I'm with you. The durability does raise questions. And then for me, it simply becomes about the cost. Not the cost in dollars but the cost in prospect capital or player capital, because uh, as was stated in the Sheldon tweet, uh, the Tampa, Tampa wants a starter back. Now I took this to mean they want a young major league ready starting pitcher to trade for a established major league starting pitcher with limited control. So this is a deal tailor made for a team that's looking to make a move. Feels like their window is now, and that's willing to pay a little bit of the future in order to ensure a postseason run in 2024. The question we got to ask ourselves is do the reds fit that bill and who are we willing to part with and be okay with parting with to make that deal? I mean, we'll just put it like this, just as an example and, and shout out to our buddy, Obscure X Reds. Ken has a poll up right now or had a poll up yesterday, at least that asked this very question. Would you be willing to trade six years of Connor Phillips in order to have one year of Tyler Glasnow? See, that's where it's hard because I, I, I kind of want, and, and this is a little bit of a utopian thought process, but if the Reds are going to trade for him, I would almost like to see them add maybe a year or two onto that contract. Tyler Glasnow is 30. Sunny Gray. You're, you're asking for a Sonny Gray type trade where exactly. the deal is in place, but it only executes if he signs an extension. Yes. And, and it could even be for 25 million per or something like that. Just adding more years to his contract. I think I would be more apt to say yes, but I still think I would even say yes to one year of Tyler Glass. This pitching staff is not ready to be trusted next year. There's hope there's upside. There's, there's definitely the possibility of them being very good. There's not a trust that they will be good. I can trust that when Tyler Glasnow is healthy, he will pitch very good. And if the deal is Connor Phillips and maybe even they have to throw in a lesser prospect, but we're not talking about like a top, 
guy, a, a name that we really know, then I'm in on that deal for Tyler Glasnow, especially if you can extend him a couple of years because you immediately make this Reds pitching staff, you, you vault it back above the Cardinals, I believe, if you acquire Tyler Glasnow. So let me ask you this. If you only get to make one move for a starting pitcher, mm. is it Glasnow or is it Cease? Because you talked yesterday about mm. – actually pretty much predicting the reds were going to do that deal. So yes. which uh, you're not going to get both of these. I don't see them doing both of these. Maybe no. they get two starting pitchers, but they won't both be by trade. They'll have to go out and sign a free agent. If there's going to be another deal. So bearing that in mind, which one of these deals is more likely, which one would you rather do? And, and why do you land where you land? I'll give you that answer coming up next. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you that you can follow the podcast in between episodes. You can follow us on Twitter, X, whatever. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can join the Lockdown Reds Discord page. We've got a link down in the description of this episode today. Uh, we'd love to have you talking Reds baseball all year long. A lot of great folks talking about the Reds down there. Not a lot of fans. And, 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 and look, you're not supposed to like the Sunny Gray to St. Louis deal, but uh, Discord wasn't very happy about that one either, but uh, it's a great community on the Locked On Reds Discord page. Also, coming up on tomorrow's episode, we will continue looking uh, back at our player reviews from last season because I think that this is a good time to bring in the Hunter Green of it all. And let's talk about what we expect from him next year based on what we saw last year because it was very inconsistent last year. That's going to be on tomorrow's episode. But Steve, you asked me the question, and, and this is the key to it all because, yes, they make a move for Tyler Glass. Now, here's the thing. The Reds are not worried about value of contracts and money and things like that because mm -hmm. they have money to spend. If they make a move for a big, move, a big money move like this, then we will talk about the next move isn't going to be that expensive. So this is because, okay, but, 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 okay, yeah, and I see your consternation. I think it's because they make this big move, then they have to worry about the bullpen. They have to worry about a right-handed bat in the outfield, something else like that. Nick Crawl's not going to make two big starting pitcher moves and then not address those or address those through, like, waiver claims or whatever. So. This is their expensive move. If you're asking me to pick, I still want them, number one, to go sign Jordan Montgomery. Now, the, the competition for that is very thick. You've got the Rangers want to bring him back. The Cardinals might still be in on him. The Yankees might go after him. The Red Sox, the, the Angels, you know, all these teams that want to spend a ton of money. But if you're telling me to pick... Not what's most likely, but what I think, but what I want them to do, I want them to spend that money and keep Connor Phillips or, or keep whatever prospect capital it would be to go get Dylan Cease. I predicted it because I think that's what's most likely to happen is that they go get Dylan Cease because I think the Rays are going to ask for more than we think we want the Reds to trade to get Tyler Glass now. All right. So I'm going to partly agree with you. Um, you're right in that the 25 million. And if you go back to our episode a week or two ago, where I broke down how I thought the free agent spending should go, what I said was $25 million 
could go to a starting pitcher. Then you take that other $25 million and you go out and sign two relievers and an outfielder. That all still works. Uh, you're talking about Jordan Montgomery. And look, his his market value is estimated to be at about $18.5 million heading into this offseason. I think it's going to be way above that. And and the problem is, is it's very, what have you done for me lately? It's very, hey, I just won a World Series. It's very, I was just on national television for a postseason run kind of money. And, yeah. and I think at the end of the day, whoever signs him is going to have overpaid. I would rather take the same money and go sign Blake Snell. His offseason mm -hmm. estimate for market value was just a little north of $23 million. So the Reds offer him 25 and then maybe tack on some performance clauses to get him even more money and give him five years. Give him five years. I don't mm -hmm. care. He's 30 years old. That still gets you to him being 35, 36 years old, which is where Sonny Gray would have been if the Reds had signed him to the deal that they were allegedly proposing to him. So it, the math all works there. And this is where I'm telling you that if you told me six months ago, we would be having a straight face conversation about the Reds signing Blake Snell. I, I lost my mind. There'd have been no right. way that I believe that. But I'm looking at the numbers and everything lines up, Jeff. There's no reason why they can't be having real conversations with Snell's agent in engaging whether or not they can get him here. Everyone is on the table and I'm with you. Take that $25 million, maybe a little more, go sign a free agent, spend nothing in player prospect capital, and then start looking for your outfielders and your bullpen arms. And, and you still have moves left to make then when we get to the all-star break and there's that one glaring need. There's that one thing that they need to do to push them over the top to win the division. They'll still be able to do that because they didn't trade people away in the offseason. And if they do sign Blake Snell, then they will continue to just collect all the Boris clients that they could possibly get. But no, I, 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 I'm with you. Honestly, Blake Snell is still like it's now – and, and and just to reiterate this, with the reports that they were in on Sunday Gray, that they want Tyler Glasnow at $25 million, Blake Snell's within their, their price range. And you're right, he's still not in my mind because in my mind he's out of their price range. But he's not. He's not. That's not the case. He is part of this. So, yes, if I'm picking Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery, that's a really, really good problem to have. But I think we're still on the same mind that if you – the Reds, Nick Crawl, can go make a free agent deal. Do that. Yeah. Because this team is still so deep in their farm system right now that you could come into this season and still have a very bright future with Connor Phillips, Rhett Lauder, Chase Petty, all these guys that you can build with a Blake Snell or a Jordan Montgomery or an ace-type dude that leads this team on top of Hunter Green, Nicola Dolo, and Graham Ashcraft, and you just have all of these guys that you can pick from. The possibilities of trading for a Dylan Cease or trading for a Tyler Glasnow means you're getting rid of some of those guys. Mm -hmm. And as much as I'm not trying to be a prospect hugger, this is not a scenario where it's trade or don't trade. It's trade or sign, and I'm always going to sign up for signing over trading when the Reds can do it. The, the, the market is so deep right now with free agents starting pitchers that the Reds don't feel they shouldn't feel as if they are backed into a corner where they have to make a trade. You remember a couple of years ago, whenever they traded for Trevor Bauer, the whole thing was, well, we can't go out and sign a pitcher. You can now and you should. No, you're absolutely, that is absolutely the right take, Jeff. I, I'm, I am firmly in the belief that if given all of the choices, 
if they can save that big trade for in season when they they know what they need to to push them over the top that is a much better place to be in and then you trade your Jonathan India or your Chase Petty or your Edwin Arroyo or then you shoot your shot right that's when you do it uh, in the meantime if you can band-aid it's not even Band-Aid. That's not even the right word anymore. If you can right. significantly upgrade the team with a free agent starting pitcher, two free agent bullpen arms, and a free agent right-handed outfield bat, $50 million right there significantly upgrades this team, and still you haven't traded away any of those names I just mentioned, you are in the driver's seat to win the division. There's just let's, no question in my mind. They would be in the driver's seat to win the division. Let, let's get a Let's get a little crazy, just a little pipe dreamy. I'm not saying this is likely, but you could sign Blake Snell and Tay Oscar Hernandez. Yes, absolutely. 100%. You could sign both those guys without really doubt. Yeah. You, my imagination just went amok. And crazy. still, and still have money left over to go get a couple relief pitchers. Right. You could sign both of those guys and still be in play to upgrade the bullpen. And make no mistake about it, we're not saying it's because all of a sudden Bob Castellini became Daddy Warbucks or Steve Cohen. <laughs> it's because they don't have anything on the guaranteed books. They have nothing. And we've been saying this for two years, that this offseason was the offseason to circle and say, you better be busy because there's no excuses now. If you go into spring training with a $50 million payroll and this young core of awesome talent that's inexcusable and they know it and they've given it all the reins they've given him control they said here's your budget here's your number go make this team better and i firmly trust that that is what he is doing that's why they were in on sunny gray that's why we're hearing rumors about tyler glass now that's why and, and like I mentioned yesterday, that's why Jim Bowden and everybody are talking about the Reds possibly trading for Dylan Cease because they're in on it and they know what they need to do. And it's so exciting because they can do it as, as, as annoying as it is. They haven't done anything yet. Steve, what month is it? This is still last time I checked November. Plenty of time. And that Plenty of time is how we're going to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for everybody for checking out today's Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure that you're following the podcast on your favorite uh, podcast app or on YouTube and click that bell to get notified whenever we've got new content for you. This Friday, by the way, coming up, uh, early tease, we will have another Aloha Friday, um, uh, Friday afternoon, talking Reds baseball live with you. And coming up tomorrow, Hunter Green. We will be talking about his season and what we can look forward to next year. But until then, Steve, what can people expect from you and me? Well, we're going to keep gathering up these rumors. We're going to keep monitoring the transactions. We're going to keep watching what everybody else does in the free agent market. We're going to gather up all that information and bring it right back here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. I'm jacked to the tits. <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.